are having trouble getting their hands on the rapid tests. Have you heard about this? Some people say that they've been finding it hard to find rapid tests that the province is supposed to be giving away free at their grocery stores, that they're all out of them. I think people are starting to hoard them now because they were anticipating for having family gatherings over the long weekend and everybody wants to take a test. However, they do say with the rapid tests, you want to make sure you swab the throat the cheeks, and then you go to the nose because they're finding that these rapid tests are less sensitive for Omicron and Delta variants uh, in the first one or two days after infection. And so they're recommending if you think you have symptoms or you've been exposed, then you want to isolate immediately. I wonder how many people are going to follow the instructions when it comes to the Easter family dinner. My Easter family dinner just got a lot scarier. So we're going to my brother and sister-in-law's and my nephew's coming home and he currently attends the University of Guelph where they're doing some in-person exams. They're not the only ones. Ryan Gregory joins us now. He's professor of evolutionary biology at the University of Guelph. Good to uh, talk to you, Ryan. Hi, good to talk to you. Listen, I'm slightly nervous about the fact that my nephew is going to be uh, in in-person exams, but he's not the only one. What are your thoughts on the the universities holding these in-person exams right before not only a long weekend, but as we are in the middle of a sixth wave, and we know um, from the chief medical officer of health that this thing is not going to calm down, and it's we're not at our peak yet, and it's not calming down till I don't know the end of May possibly. That is what the most recent uh, statement was in the presser was that you're looking at mid to late May, so most university semesters will have concluded by then. Uh, by the end of this month, and we are moving into exam season, which, you know, in a traditional format, uh, for the most part, would mean students congregating in lecture halls or gyms, and, you know, by the hundreds in many cases, and writing their exam and then going home and studying for the next one and then doing that again with a different set of, of colleagues. So uh, what do I think about it? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm concerned for two main reasons. One is certainly that you know, you've got this mixing of large groups of people in relatively confined spaces and then remixing into different groups and then everybody goes home. So uh, even if the students themselves are not in the highest risk groups, many will have siblings or grandparents or relatives or other loved ones and friends and family who are in vulnerable categories and they'll all be sent off for that. So that there's the sort of medical concern. But the other one that uh, is of interest to me is just the well-being of the students themselves. Traditional exams, sit-down, written, timed exams are stressful under the best of circumstances. And I think we really need to be looking at, uh, you know, taking a compassionate approach to asking students to study and write exams under these extremely stressful conditions. And as an educator, my, my question is, how accurate is our assessment under those conditions. So if you've got students coming and writing an exam, are you testing their knowledge of the course material or are you testing their ability to handle stress? Right, and And that's a really good question. Yeah, and I would always rather assess things that I've taught, not things I haven't taught. And, you know, I'm actually uh, a fan of doing non-traditional assessments anyway. My most recent courses didn't have a final exam. Really? Yep. So we had a series of applied sort of case studies throughout the semester where they would go and do active things. Uh, They were allowed to work with someone. They had as much time as they wanted. The last one in the series was going and looking at patterns of evolution in different variants of COVID. 
So real-world application, downloading some data and looking at it and, and interpreting what's happening around the world from that standpoint. And I found, and one of the comments I got from students was it was lower stress mm-hmm. and they learned a lot while doing it. So I, I would imagine we, that that knowledge would be t- more transferable as well in the real uh, world, because later when you go to do a co-op or something, you can kind of point back to that case study. That's exactly right. And I, you know, the thing is the assessments don't have to be uh, of a certain format or this traditional approach. I think we do that because we're used to it and because it's fairly convenient to get lots of students through and people expect it, but it's not necessarily the optimum way of, of assessing whether they've learned. And it's certainly not an opportunity to do more learning. It tends to be a lot of, you know, attempting to memorize and deal with the stress and how quickly can you write your answers and that kind of thing. And so, you know, I think we had a pretty good opportunity during the pandemic to really explore alternate modes of uh, assessment. And many, many uh, instructors did, in fact, do that. But as institutions, we tended to kind of be looking to get back to normal as quickly as possible. And that's sort of what I think you're seeing now, where uh, many are talking about dropping mask mandates, dropping vaccine mandates May 1st. Uh, we're you know, going back to traditional exam formats and stuff. And I think there was an opportunity that we've missed uh, as a sector to really think, rethink how we do some of these things. I hope right. that we will moving forward. But uh, yeah, my main concerns are about not just the spreading of the virus. Uh, these are sort of the conditions that you don't want, which is a bunch of people in a small, you know, enclosed space intermixing and then traveling. Uh, but even more so, I think it's about whether from an educational standpoint, it's actually doing what we think it's doing, assessing learning and the mental health of the students. I think this is, it's already stressful. They've been under extraordinary stress for two years now and having them go and try to study and, and focus in the middle of all this is just, it's, it's very problematic as far as sure. I'm. And we all handle stress in different ways. Before I let you go, I'm curious and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, so you've ditched exams for your students. Are they, are, are they actually doing better? Did, have you seen a, a difference in, in marks? The marks end up being pretty similar. Okay. So it's certainly not it's certainly not uh, giving less of a of a spread in terms of grades and so on. But the feedback is very different. So uh, the course that I'm referring to had 400 students in it, second year uh, biology course, and a lot of the feedback was that this was much lower stress, that they learned a lot in the process of doing these case studies and this assessment, and that they, you know, would like to see more of that in other courses. The other side of it is we had them collaborating with each other and debating and discussing and so on. And part of the reason for that is that's how modern science actually works. Mm-hmm. So I don't go and memorize things and, you know, write, write things down from memory. I will talk to colleagues and work through problems. And so it's, it's also a better representation of what we're trying to teach them. So the feedback was very positive. I did the adjustment largely because of the pandemic, but I won't go back. So I will stick with this new approach from now on. Funnily enough, you teach evolutionary biology and you've really evolved how uh, the final (laughs) part comes to be when it comes to your students at the University of Guelph. Uh, Ryan, I want to thank you for your time. It's a pleasure having you on the program. You're very welcome. And I hope you stay safe. Yeah, me too. Ryan Gregory is a professor of evolutionary biology at the University of Guelph.